of Jesus. And at the end of the day, Lord, let your name and your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Hallelujah. Our subject for the Bible study series is the love of God. And last week we looked at love for one another. Anchored on 1 John 3, 11 to 24. Uh, I just want to appreciate the Bible study committee for the great work they have been doing. Hallelujah. Amen. And may God bless them in Jesus' mighty name. The scripture said, the elders that labor in the world, that are due for double honor. Double honor shall be your portion in Jesus' mighty name. This week we are looking at God's love for the dying world and evangelism. I thought someone would be excited about that. Amen. As a way of introduction, we've learned about the love of God and understanding the extent of God's love for the church in previous studies. This week's study looks into God's love for the world. It is God's desire for the world to come to the realization of him and to come to repentance. True or false? I can't hear the truth. Okay, amen, amen. So we are together. Let's look at 2 Peter 3, 9. Let's read together. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish. Let's pause, let's pause. Because if we rush it, we may not get the, we may not get the meat therein. Not willing that what? Any should perish. Because we, there are also scriptures that people quote that say there are some people who are already created to perish. But this scripture tells me it's not willing that any should perish. So the decision to perish or not is a choice. Tell someone it's a choice. Okay, so let's continue. Having established that, but that all should come to repentance. All should come to repentance. Amen. God has already reconciled the world to himself by sending Jesus Christ to pay the ultimate price for our redemption. So the price had been paid. Have you ever paid for a good? They even delivered it at your doorstep. And you refused to open your door to pick it up. Has it happened to anyone? It has not happened to you. Okay, it has happened to me. I see sometimes I drive in. I go through the garage. I don't go through the front door. And maybe because I'm tired coming back from work. Or maybe I say, oh, my wife will pick it up. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, sometimes some of those things are in her name. She's the one who does all the shopping. <laughs> but it has happened to me severally. And if you look at it, it may, it may have happened to you. For one reason or the other, you leave that whatever it is at your front door. Okay, let me bring it home. How many people have they dropped newspapers on your doormat and you refuse to take it? <laughs> okay, well, okay. I have, I have company in that category. Okay. Sometimes you leave it and yeah. So, 
that is what has happened. Some people have refused to pick up their goods. Christ had paid for the redemption with his blood. But some people are still dilly darling. Should I, should I open that door? And there are so many reasons why they don't open the door. Either they are tired or they are scared. We'll come to that later. Praise God. John 3.16. Let's read together. This is a very famous scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. For some of us, this is the only scripture we could quote then when we preach. May God help us in Jesus' name. Before anybody says anything, you have quoted it. For God so loved the world. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Thank God for King James Version. Second Corinthians 5, 14 to 19. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge, that if one died for all, then we are all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Christ Jesus, and hath given us to us the ministry of... So, we are saved to save others. Tell somebody, even with your mask, we are saved to save others. You are saved to save others. Tell them. Maybe they... And convincingly tell yourself, I am saved to save others. Amen. That is what that scripture says. And I, I like a recent illustration given by Mother and the Lord. Do not in the church service, I'm not sure. I think it was minister's meeting. That we put on Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are no longer of ourselves, but we are Jesus Christ. Just like Jacob wore the skin to look like Esau, and he got Esau's blessing. Does that make sense? So the same way too, if you put on Jesus Christ, you are no longer in sin. You are redeemed. That is the simple explanation of this. But some people will say, no, we don't want to put on Jesus Christ. And that is why they are not saved. We are going somewhere. Hallelujah. Therefore, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we have a duty to show God's love to the world through evangelism. So what is evangelism? What is evangelism? Any contribution? Okay. We have it in the book, though. Yeah? Rescuing people. Amen. Amen. That's a good way of putting it. Rescuing people. Because you are saved to save. Saving people means rescue, right? This can be described as earnestly proclaiming the gospel to sinners so that they can turn to Christ, so that they can put on Christ, so that they can be redeemed, so that they can be rescued, so that they can be saved. Hallelujah. It can also be described as the great commission 
that has been given to us, his disciples. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Some nations. Some nations. Blacks. Whites. Greeks. Jews. Short people. Tall people. <laughs> women. <laughs> Only boys. Hallelujah. Thank you for your understanding. So all people. There is no discrimination, no racism in Christ. Hallelujah. That's why I love this God. Amen. Amen. Let's continue reading. He said, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. How many of us want Christ to always be with us? That is the answer there. You don't, you don't need to do any abracadabra, no magic, nothing too special. You don't have to fast for 150 days in 365 days of the year for, Christ, for God to be with you. Look at the instruction in 19. He said, and lo. So if you do the first part, he's with you always even until the end of the world. Amen. Praise God. Evangelism includes the following. One, warning people about sin and its consequences. Warning, yeah. Praise God. Because we read the scripture. But I want to also warn us. A warning, yeah, doesn't mean confrontation. You say it politely. You, 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 sometimes you even cajole them. But you don't have to, like, make it confrontational. You don't force people. Because you are not the one saving them. But we'll come to that. Let's read the scripture. John 16, 8. And when he's come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He's talking about Jesus. And Revelation 20, 11 to 15. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the dead and earth delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. As a kid, I think this, this was part of the thing that led me to Christ. When I had a pictorial description of hell fire, I didn't want to be in it. I've said this severally. I don't like suffering. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you like it. But when air fire is described from Revelation, and you read this, my book of Bible story, <laughs> you pray, it said the lake of fire. It doesn't stop burning. It keeps burning. Just try and lit a match or something while you are cooking. Try burning yourself. And that experience continually does anyone want to have that experience? 
So that is the one. Tell them the, what is written in the scripture. There's a book of life. Everybody will be judged according to their works. Just as we are saying it now. If that does not make someone to repent, then the grace of God is available for them. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Then number, uh, B part says, God's remedy for sin. Talk to people about God's remedy for sin. Now, no matter their sin, no matter the situation, no matter what they have done, that there's a remedy already provided. Hallelujah. Acts 8, 29 to 35. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Exiles and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And like a lamb dumb before his sharer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him, unto him Paul, unto him Peter, unto him the Pope, Jesus. Sometimes we want to garnish it. You just preach unto them Jesus. It's the one that shed his blood to save them. You didn't sh did you put any blood in advance? No. So preach unto them Jesus and Jesus will answer for them. Amen. Amen. Romans 8, 21 to 26. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which are the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption for it. So, the adoption, let's go back to 2023. 20, no, 23, yeah. He said, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. So there's a remedy already. Someone has already paid the price. All you have to do is just guide them. And, and the, the, uh, what comes to mind, an illustration that comes to mind, I was going to share it when we get to soul winning so that we can understand it. But we'll get there. But it's better I share it now. So let's say you have someone in your house who's got a very good job let's say in another country or in another province. Thank God for the distance in Canada so you can't drive to some provinces in a day. So they need to take a flight. And you know if they get this job, you, even you, your situation will change. Let's say your spouse. We are not calling anyone out. <laughs> but your spouse says, no, oh, I don't want to leave the family. <laughs> but you as a woman, you know that that job will change the story of the family. And you buy the ticket. And he still doesn't want to go. What do you do? You encourage him, right? 
Sometimes you even say, okay, I'll buy you a new suit. <laughs> even if it's with credit card. I will buy you a new suit. What else do you say? I'll, I'll drive you to the airport. Okay, I'll pay for the Uber. I'll, I'll, I, will, I will pay for your tear for the first two weeks. All you are doing is to make them get there. Okay, so now the, 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 the ticket you bought is the evangelism. Getting them to the airport to travel for that interview is like the next phase. Getting them to do the, 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 the soul winning. And we'll come to that. But you are not the one flying them for the interview. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. So that is, your own is to get the ticket. Go out for evangelism in any way. We'll talk about that. Then convince them in whatever way to get saved, to confess the Lord Jesus and let God do his work. That's the same way you do. Get them to the airport. Even buy them coffee at Tim Hortons on the way. Do everything you want to do. Because you know that when that happens, there's a reward. Tell someone there's a reward. Hallelujah. We'll get there in Jesus' name. Believing the gospel by faith. That should be D. Believing the gospel by faith. Mark 1.15. Mark 1.15. And saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. So, this is just a line you could just take. Self-explanatory. Just say the same thing. The time is fulfilled. Jesus had already died for you. What are you waiting for? There are some people in our family that are here to know God. Talk to them. Tell them to believe the gospel. Send them scriptures. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke 13, 1 to 5. Romans 10, 9 to 13. There were present at the season some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans, because they suffered such things? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. All those eighteen upon whom the tower in Siloam fell and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. And what was Jesus trying to say here? Because it's easy to judge. <laughs> Amen. It's easy to, and when you talk to people, that's what they say. Oh, you are serving God. Why is your situation like this? I'm, I'm not even serving God and my situation looks better. What Jesus was trying to say that it is not in the experience, physical experience, that the situation, it is not based on that. It is based on the spiritual experience that you get. But if you don't, you let, let them know as it is. There is consequences for every action, for every decision we make. So you make this decision, this is where I think you end. Just like me. Wouldn't you like to join me in heaven? the streets of gold or you want to end up in the lake of fire you can talk to them like that just give a narrative hallelujah soul winning so what is the difference between evangelism and soul winning any contributor 
Praise God. Thank you so much, man. So let's read Romans 10, 9 to 13. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So all the things that we've been saying, believe in the gospel, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Those are part of evangelism. But until they do this, they are not saved. Until they believe unto righteousness with their heart and confess with their mouth. Nobody does it for anybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even spouses, you can't do it for your husband. You can't do it for your wife. You can't even do it for your children as much as you love them. They must confess it. That is the point of soul winning. Like I was saying, that was the point of getting them to take that flight. You bought the ticket with evangelism. So winning is getting them what, by whatever means to say that. Convincing them. You know if you get this job and you are going for the interview in Toronto, you know your level will change. You know you will pay those debts. You know we can even live in a bigger house. Okay, what do you want? <laughs> Praise God. Women know how, what I'm saying. You know how to convince your spouses. For those who are married, right? Amen. So that's what, it's almost at that level. Because to get a soul saved is as important to God as whatever reason you are cajoling your spouse to agree with you on any issue. To get a soul saved is that important. No matter what you are looking for from your spouse that will make you cajole him to that point of doing the thing. It's the same thing with God and we'll get there. Praise God. This involves leading lost souls that have been newly saved to Jesus Christ. Uh, this can be also be described as the next step after evangelism. Like we described earlier, evangelism is a great commission that has been bestowed on us as disciples of Christ and is the only way of showing God's love for the world. And we are the channel through which this love can get to the world. Hallelujah. So he loved the world so much. He has given Jesus Christ. But now, there are some people who are saying, oh no, I don't want this. All you have to do, because you know what you have seen, your experience in Christ, is to share the same with them. Amen. Amen. Benefits of evangelism. An instruction or commandment from God. So when you go on evangelism, what are you doing? You're obeying the commandment for that great commission. This was the last instruction that Jesus Christ gave to the disciples after the Holy Ghost had come upon them to spread the good news to the world. And that same instruction still remains today. We read Matthew 28, 18 to 20. We all know Acts 1, 8. Is there anyone that doesn't know what Acts 1, 8 says? Acts 1, 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon thee. To do what? Power to do what? Pa to be witnesses. Some of us would think the power is to oppress people. <laughs> the power is to speak in tongues? No. The power is to get words? No. The power first is to witness. To witness. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 28. When the Holy Ghost comes, he gives you empowered to go out and witness, evangelize. 
Amen. Because of that love of God. Amen. Amen. Heavenly reward. A soul winner as God mansions waiting for him or I in heaven. John 14, 2 to 3. And a crown of glory. We read all that. John 14, 2 to 3. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. Why? Why is this a promise for soul winners and people who evangelize? Why? Because his soul business is to reconcile the world. That is why he came. So if you are doing what he came to do, you will be where he is. Simple. He said, if you serve me, where I am, you will be. And my father will honor you. Is Jesus saying all this? But if you are doing something different from what Jesus has come to do, that is not a portion in Jesus' name. You may not be where he is. But he's saying that if you do that, you will be where I am. Amen. First Peter 5, 4. First Peter 5, 4. It talks about the crown of glory. We'll come there when the studio gets there. Amen. The Bible is explicit about this. Rather than store up treasures here on earth, it is important to build up treasures in heaven. The best way to do this is when we go out for evangelism and win souls for Christ. So how do we evangelize? How do we do this? Practically, any suggestion, especially with COVID-19, how do we evangelize? How do we show this love to the world? Okay. Should I call names? Any suggestion? Because this is Bible studies, not preaching. Sister Christine, sorry, ma. Any suggestion? With the new norma. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. That is very key. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. You can't say you carry the love of God and you don't show compassion. <laughs> Praise God. That's not the topic for today. But if when you preach to people, they will tell you, you mean you mean you <laughs> you are part of this God that loves people, or are you the opposite? Because we see you every day in the office. We see you every day at home. This is you, and you are not telling me of this. Did you just repent yesterday or something? <laughs> Praise God. That's not our testimony in Jesus' name. So you must first and foremost live a lifestyle of love. The love of God. A lifestyle of love. Hallelujah. If you don't have that, some people, they follow you. To, I've seen people here bring people to church. They didn't preach to them. They just saw their lifestyle. We had testimonies. Or people calling their colleagues, let come and pray for us. It's because they saw their lifestyle of love. Would you tell somebody that is exhibiting hatred to pray for you? No. Will you follow such person to anywhere they are going to? You might even think that they want to kill you when they get there. Because they have shown so much hatred. So thank you so much, Sister Christine. That is practical one. Love, your lifestyle. That never fails. Your life, people will follow you. Oh, praise God. Families will follow you. People, like I got born again. My elder brother came and 
preach everybody in the house. Everybody from my father. My mother was already a Christian, but all of us would just go to church. But born again, he led everybody to Christ. With his lifestyle, everything he was doing, it was easy for us to follow him. But if he was, <laughs> praise God, some of my brothers, some people who are, their answer like this. We won't follow you if you like preach Jesus in tomorrow. If you are not showing love, especially young people, as a young person, then I won't follow anybody that is stingy. True or false? Okay, now we are keeping quiet because we are in church. And maybe because we are alive. But would you follow anybody that is stingy? Let's tell you. He said, God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. So sometimes it might just be Tim Hortons, Timmy's. Of a dollar twenty-five cent. Hey, Caroline, how are you doing? Can I get coffee for you? What type of coffee do you take? It's just a dollar twenty-five cent. That will not change your status. But if you know what that will mean to that person, praise God. Tell someone, sow it forward. Amen. You'll be rewarded in Jesus' name. Let's not dwell on that so much. Heavenly joy and personal fulfillment. Once a soul is one, there is celebration in heaven. Luke 15, 10. The angels celebrate. If you go to the message translation, it said they throw a party. So if the angels are throwing party in heaven, what do you think should be happening to you on earth? That heaven is throwing a party because of you. Why do they throw parties? Why do you throw parties? Either you are celebrating a birthday, or there is good news, do you, have you seen people throw party for bad stuff? No. So when everyone is throwing a party for you, you know that is a serious business. Hallelujah. It means to bring glory to God. First Peter four eleven. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Christ Jesus. So we're not doing it to glorify ourselves. Not that, oh, so that pastor will see me with 20 people coming to church. Or pastor will see my colleagues and, oh, pastor, this one works with me. No. It is to give glory to God. I'm not discouraging you. It's also okay. Of course, we know our Father and the Lord. We even thank you for doing that. <laughs> Praise God. So don't be discouraged. It's okay to go and introduce your colleagues to pastor because they might need prayers. Praise God. So don't misunderstand me. Hallelujah. True evangelism will contribute a portion to the heavenly assignment. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 3, 5 to 8. Let's take note of that. But I think it's very key we read the other part. Six from six. From six. I have planted Apollos watered. But who gave the increase? God. So we do our part and leave the rest for God. Amen. Evangelism is a means of deliverance from all earthly evils. When you are doing evangelism, God knows that you are working for him. Have you seen someone that is very diligent in the office? Even when they call in sick, what happens? The, the owner of the business wants to know what is happening when they are coming back to work. And with your father, you cannot be sick. Amen. Ways to evangelize. Prayer. Pray people in. Pray them in. Sometimes you don't need to go out first. Pray first. Pray first. 
a man of God said, Lord, give me Scotland or I die. Get to that position and you say, Lord, give me Calgary for you. Get to that position. In prayer, I'm not saying come out and say it on the pulpit. Praise God. Teaching and sharing the word like we do always in evangelism. Testimony sharing. This is very important. When you testify. When you testify. It is very important that I will testify. Let's read that scripture. It's, it's very, very important. Psalms. No, John 12, 9 to 11. Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only. That they might see Lazarus. This Lazarus is the Lazarus that was raised from the dead. Does that connect? Does that connect? Some people are not coming to church to, because of you. They are coming because of the testimonies they have heard. I told someone that in our church, in our church, in fact, this testimony, so he said, God help me. Amen. In our church, our Father and the Lord locks up the job. And when he locks up the job, it will overturn and overturn and overturn and it will come to you. The guys that I want to go to that church. I didn't tell him any other thing. He said, I want to go to that church. He might even be watching us now. I want to go to that church. But do we have uh, witnesses in the house? He said, I lock up that job in your favor. And eventually you get the job. So tell people about the testimony. It's not your own. You have a lot of testimonies, what God has done for you. That is enough. Once I was blind, now I can see. The other <laughs> he said, if you like, call him anything. What I know is this, that I was blind, now I can see. If you say he was, he's Satan, that is your business. For me, I know he's the Savior, because he has made me to see. If even your family members say, What? You mean that all those debts, God made you to pay them off? I'm going to that church. Next Sunday, please call me. Next Sunday, they will be the first to even call you. Praise God. So tell them testimonies that are related to them, that they know about. Don't tell them fictitious one. The one in the Bible, Lazarus was this. They will tell you that which Lazarus. But if you tell them your own, they know the situation. Amen. Amen. Walking the talk. This is very important. Walking the talk. Now we are in the phase of social media. You, how many times do you log into social media? Once, twice a day. Some of us will take fast from social media. That's good. We preach moderation, right? It's good sometimes, yeah. But how many times can you count it on your hands? Especially young people, no. Because you're always there. You get a lot. Thank God for our phones these days. They notify you of everything. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And you want to go and see. Sometimes they will tell you, ah, mommy, fall, I just posted something. <laughs> and you are saying that today I will go on Facebook. And you say, oh, because it's mommy, fall. <laughs> Praise God. But you're always there. But while you are there, you know you can evangelize. You can send church messages to people. Our testimony service. Send it to people. Look at this testimony. You know people that are suffering from cancer in your workplace or anywhere, even on Facebook that you don't know. Send them that testimony of someone that shared that her sister was ill of cancer. You just send them and say, share. You have done your part. They might not even watch it. But what if they watch it? 
Have you asked yourself that question? What if they click and watch it? But if you don't send that thought, they, might, they wouldn't have that opportunity. Praise God. So walk the talk. Possible hindrances to evangelism as we round up. Lack of unity in the church and lack of focus on evangelism. Some churches, not our church anyways, we preach everything, but they won't talk of evangelism. They won't talk of soul winning. John 17, 20 to 23. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their world. So those people that you are going to minister to, Jesus had already prayed for them. That they all may be one. Unity. Tell someone unity. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. Unity in Christ Jesus. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou givest me, I have given them. That they may be one, even as we are one. Then 23. He said, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. So, unity alone. Some people come to church because they see the unity. Have you heard that DPC group went to visit someone because they were bereaved, and people were like, ah, or they went to visit someone because they had a baby. I mean, like, ah, this church, they even cook for people when you are doing baby dedication. <laughs> I've heard that. I'm not telling you that. Yeah, so they do all this. I'm coming next Sunday. <laughs> Tell someone I'm coming next Sunday. <laughs> you must come next Sunday in Jesus' name. Amen. Weary, weariness. Weariness. And let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season, what will happen? We shall reap. Hallelujah. Then fear. That is not our portion in Jesus' name. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? Of power. And of what? Love. The love of God is there too. So love conquers fear. Don't be scared. Pray and go out and talk to them. God will do his part in Jesus' name. Lack of confidence. This is not good at all. I think we should read the scripture from uh, Asurandop. Isaiah 30, 15 and 16. Isaiah 30, 15 and 16. Studio, if you can help us quickly. Uh, this is the last thing we'll do and we are gone. Praise God. For thus saith the Lord, the only one of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Stop being scared of everything. Ah, there's COVID-19 that you don't. There's this, this, this. Ah. Be confident because you have a God that is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Be bold as that lion. Don't allow. Remember your testimonies. We just talked about testimonies. What, why, why did David run to Goliath? Confidence in the God will keep the bear. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord bless his words into our hearts in Jesus' name. Let us rise on our feet and begin to appreciate God. Rise on